Hey everyone, good morning. Welcome to the Daily Drop-In Morning Show with the Teach Better team that happens every single morning, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We have a whole lot in store on this early, early, cold Thursday morning. <laughs> it is January 27th, and we are about to welcome in a brand new face to the show. We have James Miles with us, and we are also going to continue to discuss our theme. We have a ton of challenges for you good news and some holidays that we'll be celebrating. So stick with us. Please send your good morning messages in the comments. We always love to see those. And we're excited to get into a fun show for you this morning. We'll be right back. everyone. Welcome to Daily Drop-In. As a reminder, for the first week ever, we are recording and streaming here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And if you're listening to this after the fact on Teach Prayer Talk podcast, we are thrilled that you're here too. Uh, James, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing lovely. I'm doing lovely. It's a beautiful day. How are you? I love it. You are up so early to join the show. And I know the Teach Better team, the whole network here is going to just so drastically appreciate it because <laughs> we've been so excited to talk to you. So thank you for getting up so early. Oh, I'm honored. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You know, James, for people who may not be connected to you, I know mm -hmm. I kind of confess that I've been stalking you for quite some time. <laughs> for people who like are normal, maybe they haven't been able to Get, learn from you, learn with you yet. Would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So uh, I'm better known as the Fresh Professor. Uh, I'm a hip hop educator, the Richard Pryor of pedagogy. Um, started my career as an, as a, well, <laughs> take it back. Started my career as an, as a, an accountant at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. That was years and years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I was horrible at that job. I fell asleep at, the, at work every single day, quit, became a garbage man, uh, which was very, very, you know, working class, Bukowski-esque. I loved it. I found a dead body in the in the garbage in Chicago. Uh, yep, that did happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe we'll get to that a little later. <laughs> we'll get to that a little later. But that kind of launched my my career because I was coaching my, my brother's soccer team or assistant coaching. And one of the parents was like, hey, you've always talked about being an actor. How about you go to this audition? So I went to this audition. Uh, I booked the audition and I was like, okay, I'm an actor, moved to New York. And I started bartending <laughs> as most actors do. <laughs> sure, that seems like a normal trajectory. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, went back to grad school. Uh, I went, you know, started acting some more and made a lovely career of it. And then one day I was like, I'm sick of this. And I was talking to Michael J. Fox. I was on the Michael J. Fox show. And I said, why do you do this? And he said to put a name or and a face to Parkinson's. And I knew right then and there, I needed to do that to education. And so that's been my, my raison d'etre since, to put a face to education and using the culture of young people, hip hop, uh, social media, TikTok, you know, that's relatively new, but bringing all that into the classroom to educate, inform, and entertain. Uh, so that's the Fresh Professor in a nutshell. I love this. That was a perfect <laughs> little teaser for what we're going to get into. I love it. Brianne's in the comments this morning. Good to see you, Brianne. And Andrea's commenting saying that she had a sick baby last night. But I have to tell you, Andrea, I can tell I've like 
through your comment that you're needing some excitement. Hopefully that intro got you, got you, you got excited. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, that sick baby. Hopefully, uh, we love Andrea Shiz, either Luke or Lily. So hopefully Lily or Luke are feeling good. Sending yes. you all good vibes. Healing vibes. Exactly. Exactly. James, tell us a little bit about why education was the route that you went, because obviously you were dabbling in all these spaces. You mm -hmm. were becoming excessively successful and, you know, not to talk about the elephant in the room, but most educators, or there's a lot of educators right now thinking about leaving education. You were thinking <laughs> about getting in. So tell yeah. me a little bit about why you wanted to get into this field. Yeah, I think it goes back to my first day of kindergarten. And I, I, you know, I walked into the school building and I turned to my mother and I said, do I live here now? And she looked at me and she's like, no, I'm picking you up. And, you know, hindsight 2020, school has been my home since then. I felt like I belonged there. Uh, and I was immediately pushed into special ed because of my speech impediment and being left-handed. So, yeah, this, this is a while ago, right? Um, so I was like, I want to be there for young people the way uh, my parents were there for me, the way the teachers I had in my life that were really great. Um, I wanted to be there for them. And then something happened when I was in, in college. I was student teaching at Morehouse. Um, and I went to this, this elementary school and I saw this young kid, third grader, get slammed against the wall by a teacher. And I said, this can never happen again, not on my watch. So I wanted to do something in education. You know, I was influenced by, by BDP, Boogie Down Productions uh, album called Edutainment, which is education and entertainment. I know what that meant, but I knew I wanted to do something with it. So that's why I'm in education, you know, just entertain and educate at the same time. So you head into this incredible field and where do you get started? How does that work for you? Well, I started as a teaching artist, which is an artist that teaches, you know, I was, my, my first teaching artist job was at international high school in Queens, uh, right off the 33rd street stop on the R train. And I, I walked into the school and I was like, I'm teaching Shakespeare. And, you know, most of the students I had were probably older than I am, but they were in high school because they were recent immigrants to the United States. They were all Spanish speaking. And I said, how am I going to teach Shakespeare to, you know, these these nascent English language learners? Uh, so I started comparing Spanish culture to the story of Romeo and Juliet. And I said, "Yo, what if Shakira was dating J-Lo? And they were like, no, that's 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 bonkers. And I said, all right, this is the story of Romeo and Juliet, right? Star-crossed lovers. And that started it off. And I said, all right, how can I do this more often? <laughs> but that's how I got into it. And then that, you know, I kept applying and trying new things in classrooms from ages pre-K to through, through uh, higher ed. And that was it. That was it. I was hooked. Yeah. Wow. And so if you had to kind of summarize your day-to-day -day role now, I mean, I know you're inspiring educators on a yes. daily basis because I fall into that category, but what does your world look like today, you know, January 27th, as you are continuing to influence and positively impact, impact education? Yeah, well, today, well, yesterday was Capitol Hill Day. Uh, so I, I run an, a statewide nonprofit called Mentor Washington here in Seattle. And I gathered a group of uh, like-minded individuals from across the state to advocate for youth development in Washington State. So we met with Senator Kent Wells, Senator Mur uh, Murray, uh, Representative Jayapal, Representative Kilmer, Representative uh, McMorris Rogers, uh, Kim Schreer. We just went down the list and talked to them. So after that, 
today is more about responding, following up with those those uh, elected officials, checking in with them, uh, meeting with uh, some financial uh, investors to talk about education and see what they can do to 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 supplant the field with more funding, obviously, um, and then just responding to people and talking to people, writing, I'm writing, I'm writing a blog for Teach Better. So yes, we can't <laughs> wait to have you write a blog for us. Yeah, shout yes. out to Carrie and Liv and Karen and Nikki and Sarah, who are all part of our blog department, who keep that up and running. Um, I appreciate that you're doing that for us. Oh, of course. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, James, as we all kind of like reflect on our journey, you obviously have had a unique one mm -hmm. and um, we all are striving to have that impact. And I so appreciate that, you know, that, you know, outside of meeting with people and, and continue to have these conversations, I'd love to hear more about the nonprofit. We also can write blogs to have people hear our voice and get yes. a tidbit of, of a little snapshot of maybe a concept that sparks something within them to, that to con continue that change right to continue that movement and for those of you who have not visited teachbetter.com recently head over there the blog is more active than ever i just sat in a event last night our guest bloggers get together once a quarter for professional development and networking and holy cow they announced that they essentially published two blogs a day over there last year wow. and so there's a lot of content going on and I'm excited wow. for you to be a contributor this year. It's really, uh, really wonderful. No, nah, now I got to step my game up. Let's do it. It's going to be great. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. They they make magic happen over there. So uh, it's a great, great system. If you're listening right now and you haven't chosen to blog with us, obviously go read them. But we'd always love to welcome in new educators to blog. So mm -hmm. reach out to me. I'll connect you with Carrie. She's the boss over there. She makes it all happen. So it's <laughs> great. Um, James, we're going to transition here into a segment we call brainstorm bank. And so if you okay. don't mind, we're going to sit back and we're going to have uh, this little commercial play and then I'll explain what this is all about. Perfect. Hey friends, good morning. It is Thursday, January 27th, and we are thrilled that you are here for the daily drop-in morning show with the Teach Better team. We have a whole lot to discuss in our brainstorm bank, but if this is your first time here, the brainstorm bank is a specific segment that happens every single day on the daily drop-in Monday through Friday. On Thursdays and Tuesdays is at the beginning of the show, and on all the other days is at the end. But it's an intentional time for us to reach out to you and take an intentional moment to say, hey, friends, do you need anything? James and I definitely don't uh, promise that we'll have all the answers for you, but we'd love to be here to brainstorm alongside you, regardless of what you're thinking through, whether it be at the classroom level, uh, the instruction, something to do with instruction, relationships, something at, a, at an administrator level. We would love to be here to ensure that you are not brainstorming on your own. This is also a great time to post questions in the chat. Anything specifically, maybe you want James to discuss or anything in between. So James, one of the things that we had talked about is I want to get back into kind of the work that you are doing, the change mm -hmm. you are enacting. Um, our theme this week is all about authenticity. What does yes. authenticity mean to you as an educator doing the work that you're doing? Oh, it's just being your, your true self, your honest self, you know, no unfettered expression, right? My liberation should not impede upon anyone else's liberation, but we should all be liberated in the classroom. That's authenticity. Uh, not trying to be or fit into any paradigm or box, but just trying to be a human being in society, operating and waking up and going to sleep every day like everyone else. That's authenticity for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I'd love you to expand on that as we look at authenticity mm-hmm. in relation to this week's theme, which is all about ensuring that what we believe as an educator aligns with then the choices that we're making, whether it be at a classroom level, at a building-based level. It's really just a good gut check. We kind of did mm-hmm. an activity earlier this week on the show where we had our community write, a, write three to five things on a post-it that re- they really believe make up the core pillars of them as an educator. And mm-hmm. then can we spend all week just glancing at the post-it to say, hey, did the decision I made in the middle of class or the decision I made for the type of lesson that I executed with students align with those beliefs? What are your thoughts mm. on that? Oh, well, I have to go. There's too many There's too many things going through my head, but I have to start with my hip-hop paradigm, Please. right? Uh, which is the five elements of hip-hop. So emceeing, how are you using your voice? Mm. How are the students using your voice, their voice in class, right? DJing, how are you mixing things up? How are you doing something new, mixing the old with the brand new? Uh, graffiti, what visuals are you? How are you exhibiting yourself? What do people see? Uh, what does that mean? Uh, breaking, how are you literally breaking uh, traditions? How are you moving away? What are you doing with your body in society? How are you showing up at the knowledge of self? Who are you? What does that mean to you? How, how are you seeing yourself? How do you create that sense of belonging with not just your students, but with your own community, your teachers, the administration, the janitorial staff, everyone in, in the school community, the parents, families, uh, caregivers, knowledge of self. So that's that's my authentic, authentic self as a hip hop educator. Yeah, that's going to be one that we're going to have to play back over and over <laughs> and really do some deep reflection, because while that was so creatively crafted, that, that, that really like one question in and of itself is going to get people really going down a rabbit hole of that reflection oh, yeah. moment. That's so important. You know, uh, Lori's in the comments. Lori participates in Daily Drop-In all the time. Good morning, Lori. She says she has her first presentation at a conference in a couple of weeks. And I, as many of you know, that can be so nerve-wracking. Lori, mm-hmm. we are definitely sending you green uh, hearts. That's our that's our love for Teach Better, those green hearts. We're sending you some good vibes. James, any thoughts on some things that she should be considering, maybe even related to our theme thus far around presenting at a conference, first presentation at a conference. Woo. Yeah, well, first of all, congratulations. That's great. Salute to, to Lorianne. That's great. I would say, you know, first presentation, just enjoy it. It's a roller coaster ride. It's going to be fun. You will uh, get nervous. Uh, there's a garbage can if you have to, you know, throw up in the garbage can, as many entertainers do, myself included. Uh, but just, just have fun. That's all that matters. Just have fun. Uh, the people will go with you. Um, you know, as 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 an, an actor told me many years ago, if you're in the moment, the audience will lean in. So just stick, stay in that moment, live in that, ex, ex, you know, ex, exist and 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 succeed in that. Uh, so that's it. Yeah, you know, that really brings up a topic that came up earlier this week around you know sometimes educators walk into the classroom and think that they have a certain mold that they're supposed to fit into. Mm-hmm. I find that very, very, very common with educators who are presenting as well. Like they walk into a conference and they essentially turn into different people because they think that they are supposed to look a certain way, speak a certain way and move forward in that manner and don't necessarily bring exactly who they are as an educator in the classroom. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on that as a, as your background obviously has influenced you to, to kind of overcome that, I assume. I would say your presence is a present and that's it. Just you just showing, showing up is enough. 
Mm-hmm. I remember working with a teacher years ago and we're talking about hip hop pedagogy. And she's like, look, I don't know anything about rap music, but I do love rock and roll. And I said, great, do that. So she said, really, I can just do this. So she said, all right, if I put on this hat, can I be a record producer? And I said, of course. So she walked in the classroom. She's like, hey, I'm a record producer. I need some lyricists. I need some dancers. I need some musicians. And the students' eyes lit up. Yeah, we'll do this. And they focused on ELA, not about music, but they had that role like, okay, as an, as an author, what would I use? How would I use my words? Okay, if the theme of the story is this, how, what would I do with my dance? Or what music goes to this theme of this story? It was great. So just being yourself is enough for, for, for it. Uh, don't try to be anyone else. You know, don't try to be anyone else. Just be you. <laughs> I love that. Lori, we yeah. would love to hear in the comments what you're presenting on. We'll, you yes. know, we'll be sending you some good vibes. That, But if you can give us some details on the conference or details on what you're sharing, we'd love to celebrate you even further. You know, James, I feel like everybody, especially as they get into conference speaking, they'll have like their soapbox topic, right? Yeah, like. Yeah the topic that they, that really fuels them, that fires them up. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were presenting maybe for the first time at a conference, what would be your soapbox topic? My soapbox topic, oh, would probably be something around youth culture. Oh. You know, that's why I gave my TED talk about youth culture. Mm-hmm. So if you're an educate, well, education conference, if I'm at an education conference, youth culture, what are young people listening to? What are they reading? What are they digesting? And how are you capitalizing on that investment? Uh, that's number one. The second thing I would talk about is as a leader, and we are leaders as educators, uh, how are you showing up for the young people? Are you being your authentic self? If there's a conflict in the classroom, are you in the middle of it? Or are you just passing the buck, right? Um, are you having fun? Are you enjoying yourself? Are you allowing the young people to have fun, right? Are you present? And then are you able to plan as well you know i learned this was when i was an actor you know you get your script you go through it you know your actions you know your objectives and then you throw it out the window and just enjoy the conference right that's 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 what i'd be talking about (laughs) yeah Yeah. we're all about kind of like those tactical takeaways here on the show we have had so many moments so far we're only only about 20 minutes in really encouraging our network to do that reflection Mm -hmm. challenge that we can come up with you know, similar to the post-it challenge, but something this week that we can challenge people to keep in mind or maybe do something specific with students that will only take a few moments to to facilitate some of that reflection to ensure that they're being as authentic as possible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have an, I have an etymological challenge. All right. Find me up. Let's do it. <laughs> and it's, it's rooted in Latin with the word spire, which is to breathe. Uh, so the challenge is find something that makes you breathe in where you inspired right something that, go, that you see some piece of art something that you read or watch or or hear and go ooh, what's something aspire that takes your breath away like without breath that just shocks you uh think of that uh what what here's my favorite who are you breathing with conspire right who can you have those connections with who are you who are you doing this uh and then of course we're, we're, we work how are you perspiring? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. And please don't expire. That's it. <laughs> that one we don't want, but holy moly, was that good connection. I cannot wait for all of us to be sharing out. I would love to actually hear if you have your answer right now this morning. Of course, we'd love to see it in the chat, but truly we would love to see 
this reflection that maybe you're doing throughout the day, throughout the week. We know it's Thursday. You still have a full day ahead of you, mm -hmm. a full great day ahead of you. And then we have an incredible opportunity to continue to do this work on Friday. We'd love to have you direct message us or share out on social media. Make sure you tag us so that we can hear some of this reflection that you're having. That's awesome. James, the other thing you mentioned that I want to make sure we got back to was your nonprofit. Will you share a yes. little bit about what you're doing with this nonprofit? Yeah, so the nonprofit's called Mentor Washington. We're one of 26 uh, affiliates in North America associated with the term mentor, and we are a public-private partnership. So we're partnering with the Department of Children, Youth, and Families uh, in state, like you know, Child Protective Services in, in, in Illinois. Um, so we partner with them, and we serve 65,000 youth, uh, most of whom are in juvenile justice systems, foster care, experiencing homelessness, uh, sexual exploitation, uh, low-income, rural, and uh, you know, uh, low attendance in schools. And we do this through, through a partnership with 140 plus youth development organizations in the state. We do training, capacity building, resource sharing, quality assurance, and funding. And of course, the big one is policy with the state. So we do a lot of advocacy and talking to, to elected officials about the impact of youth development, where the money goes, and how to, to do uh, how to make, you know, and uplift the society of Washington State. Um, so Washington, for, for those that don't know, in terms of arts funding, and as an artist, that's, that hits me hard, is 45th out of 50 in arts funding. Uh, and, you know, if you compare that, we have the second highest absenteeism rate in, this, in the United States. So no art, kids don't come to school. There's a, there's a very close connection to that. So that's that's a lot of what I'm advocating for, along with other organizations around around the state. So I think it's easy to make the connection of why this was a passion for you to be involved in. But how did you get involved? You know, so many times we bring mm -hmm. new faces on the show. We talk about nonprofits or organizations that are at a state level that expand beyond nationally or even globally. And it's always a great reminder for us to, regardless of where we are in the world, to sit back and say, Ooh, I bet this exists in my community. How can I go, you know, like Google, do a Google search and find out what my local organization is and how I can mm -hmm. support them. But tell me a little bit about how you got involved in this one specifically. In Mentor Washington specifically, I was running another organization in, in Seattle called Arts Corps that did free arts programming in South Seattle and South King County, where we, uh, South Seattle is located. And we were navigating the pandemic uh, we did it very well. We didn't lay anyone off. We actually increased our revenue. We were able to maintain the teaching staff and, and, and the students throughout the entire pandemic. We missed like a week during that first week of March in 2020. And then we started like figuring things out, online classes, recorded videos, uh, art kits. We sent to kids, uh, uh, where they pick up their free lunch. Uh, we did performances outside. Um, so Mentor Washington saw that. And they said, can you do that for, for us? And I said, oh, okay, sure. So wow. that, that's how I got connected to Mentor specifically. I love it. No, and that's a wonderful opportunity to not only be doing great work, but then be also to connect with other organizations and continue to amplify yes. that, that work on a larger scale. Um, if I'm just an educator listening this morning and I'm, I love this concept, maybe I'm going to research more about the work being done, maybe in my own local area, are, is there... Um, kind of a space that you feel like is an easy place for teachers to get involved in? Yeah, you know, you can find a lot at freshprofessor.com. Uh, that's my website. You can always follow me on Fresh Professor on, on all platforms. Um, that's that's probably the easiest way to get in touch with me. And then I I always post, as you do, 
about anything uh, intriguing, uh, groundbreaking, something in education that's really like that. Oh, this is this is going to change the 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 game. Um, so that's that's where I would go. Um, my favorite website for myself is EdWeek. Uh, I read a lot of articles about education. I'm digging deep into to neuropathy and how that affects young people's uh, behavior, uh, especially during this, you know, navigating the pandemic right now. So let's talk about brain science, y'all. <laughs> I love it. No, seriously. And that's actually, it's funny that you mentioned that. That's a huge focus that I have found so much interest in. We've had a few different guests on the show just daily drop in. I mean, started um, back in 2020 when when COVID really hit the U.S. hard. Um, but we've really kind of like redone the show, and it's been mm -hmm. a staple. Um, at the beginning of August, we've a, we've had a lot of people on since August 1st talking about their passion for brain science and the importance of bringing that into the classroom. So, always great to yes. hear somebody else that's passionate about it. Oh, I love it. I love it. My, my staff go like, oh, here he goes again. <laughs> yeah. It's so important. It's so good. Yeah. So yeah, if you're an educator right now, we've given you so many different things to think on. Our hope would be that you take on the challenge of, of maybe just one, right? There's so yes. many different things that we've asked you to consider, ideas that we've given you to go learn more about or go Google to get involved in. We don't expect everybody to go take on every challenge before them. But if there is one moment that you can take away from the show that can allow you to reflect better or enact change or become a part of the solution. That is truly what this is all about. So we mm -hmm. appreciate those of you that are here this morning, starting your morning with us. Um, James, as you are thinking through, obviously your day-to-day -day work, your experience, everything that you've done, you do shows that are much bigger than this. You do you know, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of work that impacts hundreds and thousands of people every single day, millions of people, I'm sure. Oh, that's um, nice of you. Thank you. No, truly, because <laughs> I've been following you for like I I love this this concept. I so appreciate you being here. Is there one thing that you would love for this community to take away from from connecting with you? Obviously, we want them to connect further. This is not yes. the only time; just one time for them to continue to become a part of your network. But what do you think is something that you hope educators really consider and take to heart this morning? I hope educators can walk into their schools, uh, open their computers and see their students, look them in the eyes, or, you know, if not, maybe if they don't want to make eye contact, whoever that be, but just see them, hear them, feel them, and, and just say like, how are you? In a really honest, open way, see your students, be your students, love your students, right? The statistics show that if a young person loves their teacher, they do that much better in school, so how think of one way you can love your students, especially the student who is probably the hardest to love for you. Try that. That's my that's my big challenge. Mm. Love that student that's going to drive you up the wall. Right. What will get you to love that student? Mm. And I, I've had many, many in my teaching career. Yeah. Uh, you you mean it's not always easy to just walk in and, and be your cool self and love everybody in the room and not think twice about it? You're saying that you've gone through some sort of struggle with that? What? What? No, me? I'm not, I'm not always fresh. Sometimes I'm I'm rotten. <laughs> we all have our rotten moments, especially early in the morning. We all have yes. our rotten moments. Exactly. Exactly. Looks like Lori's in the comments sharing a little bit about that presentation that we wanted to make sure we celebrate for you. Lori, we're so excited for you. Looks like she's presenting at OETC, a very, very popular education conference. Mm -hmm. And she's talking about uh, self-paced environments, which is so wonderful. So Lori, it. good luck. 
Yes. Break a leg, as they say. Yeah. Let us know how it goes. We'd love to hear about it after the fact. Keep us updated. And we'll be, like I said, we'll be sending you green hearts uh, throughout that time. Mm -hmm. uh, James, we have a 12-hour live professional development that we stream. Um, we've been we've done it about four or five times. We're doing it again at the end of February. Wow. It, it's literally the most exhausting and the most fun day. Uh, the Teach Better team all comes together to stream to our network. And it is full of shenanigans. But I will tell you, there was a moment during one of the first few sessions, the first few times we did this, and Megan Wells, who is a very um, mm -hmm. loved member in our community here, posted a green heart when she heard the word better, right? Obviously, as teachers, right. we say better all the time. And it was this like waterfall effect of everybody kind of putting green hearts in the comments. That's kind of become our signature thing. So, Lori, we're sending you a lot of green hearts. A lot of green hearts. I love that. Love it. I love that. You know, James, in our show, we also love to be able to share good news and yes. um, celebrate some holidays. So are you up for some celebrating? Yes, let's do it. All right, we'll be right back. All right. Good morning, everyone. We so appreciate you starting your day or incorporating us into your day, regardless of when you are listening to the Daily Drop-In. We are currently streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And of course, if you're listening to this after the fact over on Teach Better Talk podcast, we so appreciate you being here. Regardless of where you are listening from or when in the day you are listening, please feel free to take a screenshot or let us know that you're listening. James, you are on like all social media platforms. Is that correct? They should be connecting with you there and tagging. Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm everywhere. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> like it's always bittersweet when I tell people I'm like, I'm all over, but not because I'm crazy. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. Do you have a platform that you feel like you're most uh, drawn to maybe just as a user? As a user, probably Instagram, uh, just for all the funny videos. TikTok will suck me down a rabbit hole for hours. That's too dangerous. Yeah. Too dangerous. But yeah, tick, so it's, yeah, Instagram, I can, you know, manage how much I engage with it. <laughs> Do you feel like you have a platform you go to when you want to speak specifically to educators? Or are you kind of being able to share that all over regardless of where they connect to you? Yeah, uh, pretty much all over. I think LinkedIn is is one of my favorite sites, you know, connect with everyone on LinkedIn. Definitely. So LinkedIn is my my go to when I want to like spread the good love. Yes. You yeah. know, we just had a conversation around LinkedIn yesterday in a meeting that um, I was with Becky Thal, who's a member of the Teach Better team, discussing yes. educators on LinkedIn. And truly, it's, it is a different vibe, a different feel. Every platform kind of has their own strengths and weaknesses. But LinkedIn truly is a place I think educators should be uh, not only there to connect with others, but sharing their voice. So if you guys are listening and you're not on LinkedIn, um, you have two your first two connections right here. Let Boom. us know. We're here. Yeah. So good. We're here. James, we are always committed to celebrating holidays, whether they are big, serious holidays, maybe they're cultural holidays or community holidays, but we also love the wacky ones. Mm -hmm. And so our hope in talking about holidays on the show is maybe to add a giggle to people's lives that we have come up with some very, very strange holidays on the show that okay. we, don't, we don't know who's inventing these holidays, <laughs> um, but also as an opportunity to foster relationships, right? Being aware of the holidays that are being celebrated in our classrooms and in our communities is always an important uh, mindset. So are you up for celebrating some weird ones? Let's please. Let's do it. The first one, always start with an easy one. It is International Chocolate Cake Day. 
It's got to be. It's got to be. So are you a chocolate cake lover? Uh, I, I, not really. Oh. <laughs> well, will but you consider like a bite of chocolate cake? Or a oh, yeah. No, I'll, ha I'll have some chocolate cake. Okay. But, you know, but I, as a vegan, I try to stay away from too much dairy. But yeah. that said, I do have two kids, so. See, there you go. And I mean, there, there must be a vegan substitute for chocolate cake, I would assume. It tastes like it sounds. Oh, well, that's yeah. that's not bad. Yeah. That, I'm just leaving it at that. It tastes like it sounds. <laughs> Thank you, Andre. Andre is going to eat my chocolate cake. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I will say, like, I I love, I, I'm not anti-chocolate. I just, I don't think that's the first flavor I choose to go to. So right. I am willing on, you know, International Chocolate Cake Day to have a bite of cake, but when it's on the dessert menu, I typically would lean in a different direction, to be honest. So, are you more of a a, a like limey? Oh, I, I do like yeah. lime. Yeah, like more like I'm more of a fruit person. I do yes. like vanilla. Just for some reason, I it's, I do like chocolate. It's just not in abundance, you know. Yes, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I have I have some people in my circle that could have an entire chocolate cake in front of them, and to them, that's like heaven on earth, right? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so happy national or uh, international chocolate cake day. It's also clashing clothes day. I'm not sure what everybody is planning on wearing to work today. Obviously, if you're on the East Coast, you're probably already in the classroom as you're tuning in live to mm -hmm. the show. Uh, obviously, in Seattle, it's still bright and early for you. Will you be participating in clashing clothes day? Of course, I'm gonna dress like crisscross from 1994. Yeah, wear my clothes backwards. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there we go. Why not? Right. All the colors, all right. matched. I like exactly. it. Exactly. This week, I didn't even know this week was um, World Opposite Day. That is like a teacher's worst nightmare. So, of course, it's the same oh week as Clashing Clothes. Of this course it is. Like a weird week. Right. No, no, no opposite day. No Clashing yeah. Clothes. No, I like Clashing Clothes. I'm a, I'm clashing a fan of that. Is cool. yeah. yeah. If you are not feeling too crazy this week, you can mix your socks and that's still Clashing Clothes. Maybe colors that don't go together. This is this is all good. Yeah. Different earrings. Who knows? Oh, I love that suggestion. See, that's so yeah. easy. Uh, it's also National Ge Geographic Day. Definitely something worth uh, knowing. And then it's International Holocaust Remembrance Day. So as we continue to enter into our classrooms, being aware of uh, the celebrations and the re remembrance elements that are going on is always a wonderful opportunity. So shout out yes. to you. Shout out to everyone on how th these four holidays. Th that just brightened my day, Ray. Thank you. Well, you know what? And then there's also so many more. So I have to tell you, there's just always something to celebrate, always something to be aware of. And so it's it's good to, it's good to keep an eye on those, right? No doubt. No doubt. So important. You know, the other thing we like to do is share a good news story. And I have to tell you, James, we have had the weirdest good news segments this week. Mm -hmm. uh, it must be because opposite day and, and close, you know, clashing Clash. close day. Yeah. It's just messing us up every single day this week. I don't know if it, maybe not Monday. But for sure, Tuesday and Wednesday have been focused on garbage. And I have no idea why these are like hot articles that we're trying to break <laughs> our community. Today happened again. We are focused again on garbage and recycling. So, okay. you know, shout out to those of you who are seeing a theme. I am too. And it's not intentional. <laughs> it's not intentional. And then I didn't know about that before I brought up my story about the, being a garbage man. Like I know. We we didn't get to the fact that you found a dead body. Is that, is yeah. that something that we should hear about? You Probably not. <laughs> it's early. <laughs> it's early. If any of yeah. you want to hear that story, I'm confident, you know, go connect with James over on social media. Obviously, go visit his website for the Fresh Professor. There's so much content there. Maybe maybe they can ask you to share a little bit about your experience being a garbage Happily. Man. Happily. Yeah. 
<laughs> this article specifically is more focused on recycling. Uh, we want to give a shout out to um, a company that's based off of LA that is turning a hundred tons of non-recyclable plastic, which does exist. So keep an eye mm -hmm. on what you are using day to day. And they're actually creating building blocks. And these building blocks are being used for constructional resources. So it says here, recycling doesn't always mean chemically separating things into component parts or finding a new life for an old object. An LA-based startup is um, proving that landfills need to not only be a place where we are housing plastics, but if we can merely smash some things together, we can create block-like solutions that we can use in our community. They're taking 103 tons of non-recyclable plastics and they are turning them into blocks that are going to be wow. used all over the city. And hopefully their goal is to create them all over the world to be able to build our communities with our plastic and, and garbage. So it's called wow. by blocks. Um, it's a simple shape that they're creating. It's 16 by eight by eight. I think this would be a really interesting opportunity to bring this concept to our students and have them brainstorm how this might be able to impact their daily lives. Yeah, you you start with some Legos and build from there. That's right? what I'm thinking, right? Yeah, I you know I always thought LA was a trash city, but this gives it new context. <laughs> Does it help a little bit? It helps um, a little bit. Yeah, sorry for those of you who might be living in LA, but I do always value uh, you know a good startup that's coming together and saying we're we're seeing a problem. How can we come up with a solution? That concept is so relevant to bring up to our schools. Yeah, yeah, I, that's that's that DJing mixing things you don't think should go together. So. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Wow. I love it. Go, go Google this because obviously there's a lot of images. This mm -hmm. could be a really good bell ringer for your students this morning. Ask them what they think these blocks are. To be honest, because of the uh, plastic that they're using, these blocks are multicolored. They're not painting them yet. Uh, I assume when they're using in the construction, they might move to mm -hmm. make them look a little bit more uh, like it, a construction tool um, or painting them after the fact. But if you go look them up, they really do look like compressed you know, multiple colors of water bottles. So uh, I wonder if we could have our students not only brainstorm what is in these blocks that they are yeah. making, but also how to use them. I love the connection with Legos. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, I'm going to Google that later. We good? We good? Yeah. Uh, James, as we wrap up our show here, I'd love to ensure that our community connects with you and also knows what they can expect. I'd love for you to share a little bit about what's on your website and everything in between. So do you mind sharing how we can get connected? Yeah, so you could go to the website, you know, you'll see the videos I've done, uh, TED Talks, articles I've written, interviews I've had, and then connect with me if you want to work with me. Uh, I'll be in, in South by Southwest uh, in the first part of March. Ray, are you going to be there? I won't, but that is such no. a such a, a great conference. I'd love to be there at some point soon. It's so good. It's so good. And then I'm, I'll be focusing on writing my book. So if you want to join and be a contributor, please hit me up. You know, this is this is, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far go together. So please join us in crafting this book together about uh, youth and, and youth culture and education. Yeah. Will you tell us a little bit about the book before we conclude here? I know everybody yeah. in our community is always looking for <laughs> a new book recommendation or looking to amplify voices. I love. That. Oh, yes. So this book is, you know, I wrote a book in 2016 with some uh, collaborators on hip hop pedagogy for sixth and seventh grade. Uh, someone asked me to write a second book for a K through eight. So I'm doing that now. We're going to start with the, you know, how hip hop's origins, how that's influenced culture today, what that means, how that affects your brain, uh, 
how the arts are are implicated and integrated in, into the academic uh, classrooms, and then just build from there into like how do you not just use the arts, but switch your mindset to think more creatively and more artistically, mm -hmm. and then connect with your young people in that way. A lot of lot of anecdotes, a lot of stories about my own teaching career, a lot of stories about my friends and colleagues teaching careers. I'm just going to be all together. Story time with a fresh professor. I love like, it. And I'm assuming they can hear about not only your, your your one book, but hopefully the upcoming one on your website. Is that true? Oh, yes. Yeah. You can hear about all that on the website. Yeah. Good. That's so important. The last thing, and I apologize, I meant to ask you earlier. So we're going to fit this in right at the end of the show. Yes. But I am always in awe of people that have done TED Talks. And I know there's mm -hmm. a lot of different ways that people can do TED Talks. You can do a TED Talk in California or a TEDx, which can exist all over the world. Um, we have a few different members of our community that have been able to have such opportunity and it always fosters questions. People want to know what your TED talk was about, but they also want to know about your experience. Would you mind like ending our show today, giving us a little bit background on how that experience was for you, what your TED talk topic was so that hopefully later today, everybody can go check out, uh, I'm sure that incredible conversation you were able to facilitate. Yeah. So, you know, this may be a broken record, no pun intended, but the, the TED talk was uh, is bigger than hip hop. Uh, and it's about how hip hop has, you know, influences youth culture and how we use that in the classroom. It was a really enjoyable experience. I didn't expect it to happen. Um, someone's just like, hey, can you do a TED talk? Uh, I heard you talk. And I said, sure. And I wrote this long 30 minute speech. And they're like, no, James, you have 10 minutes. And I yep. said, oh, OK. <laughs> and it was it was fun because it was like being back uh, on stage again as an actor. So going over my lines, I had a director that worked with me for several months, uh, someone that helped with the writing. It, it was, I was I felt like I was back in, in, in my my theater world again. Um, so if anyone has the opportunity to do that, please do it. Everyone's voice needs to be heard. Right. Um, it's not some elitist thing that people, you know, I thought that as well, but it's inclusive. Just get your voice out there. I want to hear it. I know you do. Let's let's listen together. I love it. There's so many different places that yeah. you can get started in sharing your voice, amplifying the voice of others. Uh, we're a big supporter of TED and the work that continues to be done over there at Innovation. So right. please let us know if there are any opportunities that you have questions about. I mean, just like Lori that we were able to celebrate today, you choosing to share your voice is just such an important component. And TED is obviously a great platform. James, I can't wait for everybody to go check out your incredible TED Talk. Yeah. And Andrea said you did a TED Talk too. So we I, have I to did. shout that out. Yeah. Yes. I talked about it on the show before, but it, I thought it was, you described yours much nicer than I. <laughs> I tell them that it was the, the hardest thing that I think I've ever done professionally. And, yeah. um, and that, you know, I feel like I put myself in uncomfortable situations all the time and the, it kicked my butt. That was a, yes. that was a, the biggest learning experience I think I've ever had. And I'm, I could not be more appreciative of it. It was. That's awesome. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Check all that out. James, we really appreciate you waking up so early over on the West coast to come <laughs> on daily drop in. I do want to give a shout out. Please make sure you go connect with James and the incredible work he's doing as the Fresh Professor. I know that a lot of us here on the show, we're just so excited to have you on. And so thank you for being here. For everyone else, it is Thursday, January 27th. And we are so excited for you to have the best Thursday ever. Please, of course, continue to reach out and connect if you have any questions. We will be back tomorrow with Brad Hughes as we conclude and wrap up, wrap up the week just like normal. And of course, as we 
wrap up this theme. There'll be another theme next week. So we're excited for all of you to tune in. James, thank you again. We're going to stay right here, but we're going to say goodbye to everybody else. So thank you. Thank you, everyone. Day, everybody. Yes. Good to see you. Take care.